You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Today, we're looking at the confirmation of Simeon. The confirmation of Simeon. Today, on Words of Encouragement. Has, have you ever been told that you won something? You ever been told that you, hey, you won uh, Publisher's Clearinghouse keeps telling Suzanne she's a winner. A lot of signs that she is keep coming in the email. And yet if she were, the, that confirmation to me would be a knock on the door with the prize patrol on the other side and her opening it and them saying, you're the winner and all the confetti and the, pri- and the cameras and all that. That hasn't happened. At least not yet. I mean, I, I haven't seen that. <laughs> uh, but when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, there were many signs shared with us that he was the chosen one of God. The shepherds came. They were sent by angels. They, uh, you don't find some random shepherds looking for a baby in a, in a town uh, just because. I mean, that's kind of odd. I mean, I'm sure you could think of a movie plot for that. But, I mean, that's not normal. They were sent by angels. Again, not normal. As far as we know, that has never happened before or since the birth of Jesus. Wise men, wise men from the east came asking about he that was born, king of the Jews. And of course, that title alone was enough to move Herod to eliminate all children two years old and under in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof. Today, as we look at Simeon, we will see confirmation of the signs that Jesus is the Son of God, and we will be faced with some questions for our own lives that I think we need to consider. If you're able and willing, I ask that you stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God from Luke chapter 2, verses 34 and 35. The Bible says, And Simeon blessed them. And said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. This is some weighty, these are weighty words being shared with this young mother and her, her uh, husband. Father, open up our hearts to your word today. Help us to hear your voice through your word, through the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to be seated. Who is, just who is this Simeon? This man pops up seemingly out of nowhere, and what he says and does has been recorded for us to read today. But who is he? Look at verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. So we see he's a just man. 
He's a fair man. He is a devout man, a righteous man who carefully practiced his faith. He's a man who's known for his faith. Oh, that we would all be known for our faith. But he was a man that people knew because of his faith. He had a good reputation among the people. Luke tells us he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. What does that mean? It means he was waiting for the Messiah. This phrase was used because the Messiah would give comfort to them by his appearing. Ever had someone like that? Brought you comfort just because they were there? Oh, I've got several people that if they just are with me or near me, I just feel better. And the presence of Christ himself is going to bring great comfort. And this one, Simeon, is waiting for him to come. He had hope that God would send the Messiah and he's waiting. Notice also it says the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost was upon him. And this, this appears to mean that the Holy Spirit was upon him continually. He was upon him. The Holy Spirit was guiding this Simeon. Now why is this happening with Simeon? Why, why can't this just happen with you and I? Well, it can. As we walk with the Lord. This man was known for his faith. This man was known because of how he lived out his faith. His belief in God. And so here is Simeon with this hope. That the Messiah is coming and he has the Holy Spirit upon him. You know, before Jesus came, the Holy Spirit is, and, and, and it was described like this uh, by a professor I had. He came and visited upon certain people in the Old Testament. And you see that in the Old Testament in Exodus 31.3. Bezalel was filled with the Spirit for artwork on the tabernacle. Interesting. He was led by the Spirit. It wasn't like, hey, we need an artist for the tabernacle. Hey, you want to paint something on there? Okay, you go ahead. No, he was led. Look, God, was in, God is in control of what's happening here. And he, there's specific things that he wants and desires for his people. And so he is led. This artist is led by the Spirit for the artwork that he did on the tabernacle. Deuteronomy 34.9, Joshua was filled with the Spirit to succeed Moses. But here we see Simeon seems to be one who is continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Continually filled. Remember John the Baptist was one who was filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb, the Bible tells us. So there was a continual guidance of his life from the beginning from the womb, if you will, to the tomb. Where are you when it becomes, when it, when, it, when it comes to being a righteous person? Where are you when it comes to being filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you one who thinks about that even occasionally, maybe once in a while, maybe when the preacher brings it up? Is that something you think about? Being filled with the Holy Spirit, allowing His Spirit to lead and guide you and your words and your actions? Or is it just, you know, hey, I'm making it day by day. I'm just doing the best I can. I, can't, I don't have time to think about what God would want me to do. Whoa, preacher. <laughs> but look, how do we live our lives? What, how do we honestly live our lives? Do we consider 
God's leadership in our lives? Are we allowing God to guide us by His Holy Spirit? Or are we just, hey, winging a prayer, I guess I'll make it in this world somehow. Are you allowing God to guide you by His Holy Spirit? Simeon was led and guided by the Holy Spirit. Well, the second thing I see here is that Simeon blesses God. Look at verse 27. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, look at verse 28, then he took him up in his arms and blessed God. Interesting. Simeon was led by the Spirit into the temple. There it is. There it is again. He knew. He, he, he needed to go to the temple. It was something. He's being led by the Spirit. Does he know why? I don't know. But I know that he, le- he was led by the Spirit and he obeyed. And he followed the leadership of the Holy Spirit into the temple. When he got there, the parents of Jesus are bringing him to be presented to the Lord. The Holy Spirit is in play here in a, in a very real way because he's leading Simeon to this family. Whoa, here they are. Oh, my goodness. And then look, in and, and verse 28, it says, Then he took him up in his arm. Now, this is a man they do not know, as far as we can tell. But he takes up the child Jesus in his arms and blessed God. Now, this sounds imp- impossible. We ask God to bless our food. God, bless our neighbors. God, bless our friends. God, bless our church. God, if you can, bless the pastor in some way. Help him preach better. But we ask God to bless others. This is is interesting that Simeon blesses God. It sounds odd that you could even do that. Where do you get the power to do something like that? That sounds strange. God is the one who blesses. We can't. Bless anyone. Ah, the word bless in this verse means to praise. To praise. And so Simeon is praising God because, oh my goodness, the Messiah has come. And he gets to hold him in his arms and see him. He gets to behold the Christ child. Simeon is expressing this approval to God. For the sending of his son. Look at verses 29 through 30. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace. Let me go in peace. I am able to leave this world according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Simeon is aware of an agreement that he had with God. Now, we do not know if he died immediately after this or not. I was looking up, I was trying to find some pictures of, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> photographs of Simeon, but there weren't any. There were just depictions of Simeon. Okay, so I, I, as I was looking through all the depictions that people felt he looked like, almost every one of them had a long white beard and it showed an older man. Now, that's not necessarily true. We don't know how old he was. We just know that the promise was he would be able to see the Messiah before he died. That was the agreement that he be able to see the Messiah. So I found this one and the little short beard I felt was better <laughs> than the big long white one. I, I just, just me. 
Uh, but he's aware of this agreement. And like I say, we don't know if he just then dropped dead after a few days later or hours later. We don't know. But we do know that he saw the Messiah before he left this earth. That was the agreement. Oh, my goodness. If people could see Jesus, if they could have that relation, a relationship with Jesus before they leave this earth. There's a sermon in there somewhere. The request to see the Messiah before he died was made by Simeon. And this had now occurred, and Simeon acknowledges the agreement, showing his willingness to depart. He's like, I'm ready to go. It's okay. Now, I, 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 this is what I wanted. I wanted to see the Messiah. You're going to send him. Now, listen to this. You don't know. You don't know. How long? I mean, w- w- I mean when, when, was this, when was this agreement made with God, with Simeon and God? I, was it going to be in his lifetime? Well, it was going to be in his, li- in his lifetime. I mean, maybe he was at, at, a, at a very old age at this point. We don't know. But here it is. The agreement was made, and Simeon says, I'm okay. I'm okay to leave now. I've seen the Messiah. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I've seen God's salvation. How does this speak to us today? Well, those that have welcomed Christ may welcome death. Preacher, I ain't ready to go. Well, neither am I. But if I know Christ, if I'm walking with Jesus, if I have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, and He has forgiven me of my sins, then I am technically Ready to go. Except for the fact that God still has me here. So there's a reason why I'm here. What would be that reason, Brother Craig? Maybe to tell people about Jesus. So that they too can be ready. And when death comes, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. They are prepared to leave when the time comes. If they've welcomed Him into their lives. Look at verse 31. Which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Now look, he's, he's continuing here. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Look, this is the salvation of God, and I have seen it. And what? It's been prepared before the face of all people. This is for others too. Christ has come, not just for me, but for all people. Notice the salvation prepared for all people, all of mankind. Look at verse 32. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Oh boy. Notice who he mentions first as being affected by the light of God. He says that Jesus is a light to the Gentiles. Wait a minute. The Jews have been waiting a long time for the Messiah to come for them. This is their Messiah. This is, this is their king. He's coming. Oh, my goodness. But then, oh, wow. Wow. Simeon says they are a light, that he is a light. Jesus is a light. To lighten the Gentiles. And he mentions them first. Then he mentions, and the glory of thy people Israel. Now listen. (laughs) 
What confirmation. What a confirmation this is to Mary and Joseph about who Jesus is. Mary knows, but Mary gets further confirmation here. Remember at this point, they've been, uh, Jesus is about two years old, we're figuring. She may have wondered a bit about the news that she heard a while back when the angel visited her and said, Hey, look, you're going to have a baby and you're going to call him Jesus and uh, it's going to be okay. It's been a long time since then. It's been a long time since that birth in that manger. It's been a long time since the, uh, those shepherds came. And then now here we are. And hmm, as far as we have record, is there any other confirmation going on? Is Mary doubting? I don't want to say she was doubting. I'm just, uh, but me thinking, wow, okay, that all happened. And those wise men came and that was a good confirmation again. Okay, good, yeah. But then here we go again. Here in the temple, here is this, at this point, she gets big time confirmation and it's almost overload. It's almost too much information to take in. She may have wondered a little bit, but not now. Look at verse 33. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. This entire experience just must have been a lot to handle. Angel visits, shepherds showing up at the manger, and then the wise men. You have to believe that this bringing this child into the world was a, a bit more than either one of them had ever imagined. I mean, okay, okay, we're going to have the Messiah. Oh my goodness, every, every young lady's thinking, well, I'll have them. Maybe, maybe it could be me. It could be me. I may have the Messiah. And then here it is. Oh my goodness, here it is. Okay, well, okay, he's coming as a baby. Okay, well, we'll just raise him best we can and uh, we'll just see how this all works out. Oh my goodness, this, this, this is so much that is happening in their lives. And here is this Simeon speaking all these words about their child. And they're like, whoa, whoa, wow. Marveling, the Bible says, at all of this. Thinking, my goodness, this is, this is a lot. <laughs> This is a lot to be told about your child. Other people talking about your child. When, when, when your child was little, how much other talking did you listen to? How much other talking did you hear? Well, that baby needs to eat a little more. Well, have you, are you feeding him? He cries or she cries. Did you pinch him? I think that's the most evil thing to ask in the world. I could not believe that was asked of us. Baby cried, did you pinch it? Well, no, we didn't pinch the baby. Who, who pinches the baby? That's so weird. <laughs> That's just weird to me. Who, you, you, you want the baby to cry? I, I, was, I was all about not having the baby cry. I mean, that was all me. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Let's keep this down here. But here all of this is happening. And all of these words, these high uh, projections of who Jesus is being shared with his parents. And they're like, oh boy, this is uh, maybe more than we even thought it was going to be. I don't know. Oh my goodness. They knew what they'd been taught about the Messiah. But now here he is and they are the parents. <laughs> this is something. So Simeon blessed God. He praised God for the salvation that came to earth. He blessed God for this salvation, though. 
When was the last time you thanked God for sending salvation to this earth? When was the last time you asked God or blessed God, praised God for bringing you salvation? When was the last time you thanked God for your salvation? We thank Him for a lot of things. Oh God, thank you for that meat. Thank you for that bread. Thank you for those green beans. God, thank you for family. When was the last time we said to God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the salvation that you allowed me to have through Him. Thank you, God, for what you did rescuing me from the pit. Allowing me to be forgiven. Allowing me to walk with you. When was the last time we blessed or praised God for salvation? Well, the last thing. Simeon describes dark Days ahead. Dark days ahead. This doesn't sound too good. Look at verse 34. And Simeon blessed them. So now he blesses them. But now this is different here. But he blesses them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Okay, the word... Blessed in this verse means favor. To invoke favor upon them. Bless you, Mary. Bless you, Joseph. May you do your best. May God enable you. May God empower you. May, may He help you to raise the Messiah. What a neat experience. To be the one who speaks favor over Jesus' earthly parents. What a privilege. What an opportunity. Wow! Nobody else got to do that. Here is Simeon, whom we don't know that much about, but here he is and he gets to do that. He gets to speak a blessing over the Holy Family. Simeon is favored to be the one who did this. Simeon then describes... Pain and separation. Israel must fall and fail in the face of Jesus before they would rise as he arose. Simeon continues and speaks of the pain that Mary would later feel as her son was abused at the hands of others. Can you imagine being told that this was going to happen before it happened? Here's a young mother with her baby. Being informed that things are going to get bad for your child. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to even consider or think about the future and their child in this world. They want, they, they want things to be good. They want things to go well. They don't want to think that, oh my, things could go poorly. Things might get rough. No, not for my child. I'm going to, no, no, no. No, I've got, I've got enough bubble wrap in the shed. I'm go, I, we'll be fine. I'm, I'm covering up my child. They're not going to get hurt. Look at verse 35. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There were some dark days ahead with Jesus in their lives. Oh, but there were also some glorious days ahead. Glorious days ahead. But the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed, it says in verse 35. When Jesus died, the thoughts of many 
were revealed. Think about that centurion guard at the cross. After Jesus died, the, the Bible says, he said, truly this was the Son of God. He got it. He understood. A centurion guard who, ah, I'm just there to do the job. But then, oh boy, whoa, he's overwhelmed. I think that's what happens when Jesus is near. We become overwhelmed with his presence. Something happens inside of our hearts. And this is what's going on in the centurion. Truly, this was the Son of God. There were many who, after Jesus died, realized who he was. There were still some who refused to believe. God has provided a Savior, but salvation is not automatic. People must believe. They must trust and embrace God's Savior and His salvation. Gentiles will, but many in Israel did not. It was not going to be an easy task to be the parents of the holy child of God. He was sent to die in order to make salvation possible for all of mankind. With the ability to choose that God has given all of us, there will be some who choose other than God. Just as there were tough times and would be for Jesus, there will be tough times for us, not in respect to health or just stressful times, but in the area of being a witness for God. There will be some who speak against us. There will be some who don't want to listen to us. There will be some who wish we just went along with the crowd and accepted all the sin that is in our world and say, well, you know, that's your choice. That's your life. You do what you want. And there will be those who do not want to listen. And there will be those who will say, I have a right to choose and do whatever I want. Not thinking of others, not caring for others. And that's sad. But Jesus is the answer. Jesus brings salvation to those who believe. And we must hold out that salvation to others. So that they have the opportunity to have that walk and that relationship with Jesus. We can't be the ones who sit back and say, well, you know, we don't want to bother anyone. We don't want anyone to be uncomfortable in this world, so we're not going to talk about Jesus because his name is highly controversial. Why is it controversial? Because it changes lives and there's something about Jesus. It's amazing. Last week I, said, I made mention of somebody, you know, when you, if you were... If you took your Bible and sat out under a tree in the park or in a public place, not many people would probably stop and talk to you because you're reading the Bible. Oh, It's funny how Jesus is received in this world. If he didn't mean anything, if he, if he didn't make a difference, if he was a nobody, nobody would care. But there are people who get all worked up over it. When we start talking about Jesus, we say something about salvation. We say something about how God loves everyone. Oh, people just get rattled. Why is that? It's because Jesus is alive. He is the Son of God. And He brought us salvation. If we will only receive it, 
Jesus is different than everybody else. Two questions. Are you allowing God to guide you by His Holy Spirit? Have you blessed, have you praised God lately for your salvation? There will be dark days ahead for us as believers, but His light still overcomes the darkness. Please don't lose sight of that. Please don't lose sight of that. You lose sight of that and your hope is gone. Out the window, down the road, in a ditch. Your hope is in Christ. His light overcomes the darkness. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for Simeon and this agreement that he had with you. I, I don't understand that. I don't know how all that works. It, can we do that? <laughs> can we do that today? I mean, can, is there something like that we can do? Just say, hey, God, I just let me be alive when Jesus comes. I don't know. I don't know about that. But I know that Simeon had a special, special relationship with you that allowed him to see coming of the Messiah Father one way or another we're going to see it <laughs> whether we're here or whether we're with you we're going to see it I think what a glorious day that will be for those who trust and believe in you Father if there's somebody here this morning that's thinking you know what I, I, I've never made that decision to, to ask Christ to come into my heart to be in charge of my life I've never asked to be forgiven of my sins. Maybe you're here this morning and you're thinking you need to do that. It's time. Don't put it off. If you've never done that, you've never made that profession of faith in Christ, would you do that today? Maybe you have a friend or a relative who has not done that and you know that. And you've been praying for them. Keep on praying. Talk to them. Find someone who can relate to them who knows Christ and, and maybe have them share with them. If they won't listen to you, if it's uncomfortable, doesn't seem to be a thing that can happen between you and them, find someone who can talk to them. Make sure that when their time comes, they're going to heaven with you. Oh, please, please take some time to consider that. Father, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the leadership of your Holy Spirit. And Father, I pray that you find us willingly following you. Willingly listening to you. And God, find us praising you, giving thanks to you for our salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Words of Encouragement today. Uh, we hope that your year started off okay. We know that some have just had a rough time and things uh, you may not have even noticed. Uh, what? It's a new year? Oh, huh. Things haven't changed. And that's how some people feel. And in fact, I would, I, would, I, would, I would guess that a lot of people are right there. You may be one of them thinking, well, whatever. It's just another number. It's another year. Listen, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to lean on the Lord. I want to encourage you to uh, 
speak to him. Share with him how you feel. We have a God who is a loving God. We have a God who cares about you. And we have a God who will listen to you if you will talk to him. I pray that uh, you have a relationship with Jesus. I pray that you walk with him. Open up his word. Allow him, uh, allow God to speak to your heart. It's very important that we do these things, uh, especially during these times. Uh, We are living in odd and strange times. Uh, And we need God more than I believe we ever have. Uh, I've always felt we need God. uh, But then as I look at our world, I think, oh my, uh, we really need to learn to lean on Him more and more each day. I pray that you're going to do that. I pray that your plans today are to lean on the Lord, to ask Him for help, to seek His guidance in your life. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. Will you do that? I pray that you will. Remember, you can contact us at fbcwinsboro.com. Go on that website, fbcwinsboro.com, and then and there you can contact us. Uh, you can uh, send us uh, uh, an email directly there from the website. Uh, we would love for you to do that. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to contact you and talk with you. Uh, if you would like to just email back and forth at first, that's fine. We, we would just, we just want you to know that God loves you. And so let us share that with you in some way. We hope that you will remember that you do matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro.